welcome to Sweet Tea and D&D. I'm your co-host, Adrian. I'm Thomas. And I'm Zach. And it's my turn. Oh. And by that, it means I get to read to you like I'm a college professor from a book that is way too large. Actually, nah, eh, this is smaller. It's large in size, but not as thick as a college textbook. That's Let's what go she with said. that. I mean, I, we could describe books to you guys. This is, after all, a visual medium. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so today we're trying to cover a different type of dragon an mm-hmm. amethyst dragon a gym dragon if you will which i don't know enough you about geology no i said it's a gym dragon okay. it works out a lot uh so this dragon has like a few other pairs that come with it it is coming from fizzband's treasury of dragons book which came out i want to say let's say 2022 on this one could I check the copyright and tell you for sure? Probably yes, am, I am. I'm going to do that. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Maybe. Clips. Uh uh uh. Where yeah. is it? I'll edit this out later. Twenty. So it was printed in 2021. No, it won't. First printing October 2021. Uh, if you haven't already done so, um, every D and D book comes with a disclaimer that you should every read in every single one. It's usually found underneath the art covers that are inside the page on the credits. Uh, Fizzband's Treasury of Dragons. No guarantee is made that this book was or was not removed from the Horde of a Dragon. Beware that items taken from a dragon's horde might carry traces of a dragon's inherent magic even long after they are removed from the said horde. Exposure to another dragon's horde can reawaken the magic with unpredictable results. So don't take this book to another dragon's horde or you're fucked. Gotta be careful about that. Potentially. Always be careful. It's potential. That's true. It could be the same dragon. Who knows? I we mean, these books cost uh, not an inconsiderable amount of money, so I'm usually pretty careful with them. Yes, but are they reawakened with magic? We'll never know, because I don't know, know where the nearest dragon they, horde they bring, is. They bring magic to my life. <laughs> I, I wish she said the same D&D. thing about me sometimes, but... Oh, <laughs> Yeah. So this is a gem dragon. There are amethyst dragons, crystals. There are emerald, uh, moonstone, sapphire, and topaz. That is the gaggle of gem dragons. Gym dragons. Uh, they are in Fizzband's book. You should check them out. Uh, we're going to talk about amethyst. It says it starts on page 76 in the dra- Dracononomicon. 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 Dracon- 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 I added added too many noms. I'm hungry, so I added an extra nom. Uh, And then there's more information in the bestiary. uh, So we're going to start on page 76 of the Monster Manual. And I'm going to summarize some of this because it's a lot of information about this Jimmy little fucker. So let's us summarize. You could. (laughs) Have I ever stopped you? If I read things in advance enough that I could summarize, then I would, but I don't. That's so. why we're, you know, 40 I minutes just, late I... starting our recording tonight. <laughs> I'm just spicing it up so it doesn't take as long. Uh, and also it's kind of repetitive because it's in two separate sections and then it just says it again. People are so, here for the length. Yeah, people want girth. In, sorry. What? Length. <laughs> length. Yes, gotcha. Okay, so Amethyst Dragons. I don't. I don't know why this night is filled with penis jokes. You just kind of have to ask yourself that whenever it's you Friday listen to this. Night. Friday night. It is Friday night that we're jokes. recording it. I guess. I don't know. Peanuts jokes. Pe- peanuts. Is, I don't know. Penis. Peni. Penises. No. Whatever. Whatever the plural of it is. So the amethyst expert. dragon layers. I. I'm not a biologist. <laughs> you have a biologist sitting right next to you. Ask her what a oyster's penis looks like. 
I'm pretty sure they don't have them. I don't think they have a penis either. Most of them just have a foot. <laughs> um, yeah, they just squirt oh, that shit clam. out there, and then yeah. the females just like suck it in, and that's the whole thing. Yeah, that is how they reproduce. Uh, side note, if you ever want to gross yourself out, look at how many eyes some bivalves have. It's too many, and it's not okay. We are distracted. Amethyst, bivalves, weird. All right, I Googled what a clam and an oyster and uh, the other one. What's the third one? Muscle. Muscle. What the difference was? I still don't know. It's not very clear. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Okay. Let, tell them to Google it themselves. <laughs> she was ready that, to explain. That's like a whole You know what? Fuck it. Today I, we're learning about oysters, clams, and mussels. <laughs> Hit us, Adrian. Clearly there is no Adderall I was actually Adderall. not about to explain because I wrote a dissertation on one of these things, and I can't remember either. It's not very I, important. I know they have oblong-shaped shells for one of them. Yeah. Uh, and I know one of them is more rigid and rough. And I think that is either. Oysters. I think that's a oyster. Yeah. And then mussels and clams look the same, but oysters are a little smaller. Clams are the big little fuckers. Uh, clams are one of the oldest species. They found like a really old one that was like 500 years old. Yeah. And they, then they accidentally the, killed it. The ones out in the Arctic can live forever because it's really cold there. Do you know what else can live forever in this beautiful segue? Amethyst Fucking dragons. dragons. <laughs> yeah, they can. All righty. Dragons lairs. You're welcome for that shitty seg- segue. <laughs> uh, I hate the way the way segue spelled. Segway. So dragons lairs are, they're, they're kind of, they're kind of standard, but they're not standard between them. Each one should be independent and different. These are, after all, very powerful creatures. But they are likely near water. Um, this dragon clearly played a few video games where the entrance was behind a waterfall. They love that shit. Mm. They like that they can get inside of it, lay down, and also eat fish. So they should have water access from their lair. There's also uh, bigger caves, glowing crystals. There are these large amethyst crystals that are growing all over the place inside these things. The deeper the purple, the older the dragon that lives there. I'll get into some cool shit in a second about those crystals. Uh, But there's also like chimneys, you know, so let let the dragon farts out. Uh, And then there's sometimes upper caves. You can kind of design these how you will about it, but there should be some way for the dragon to escape if necessary. They are intelligent creatures. They're not going to sit and die in a hole. No one wants to do that. Okay, on like Wednesdays, I kind of... No, Monday morning, I kind of want to die in a hole. (laughs) But that's because the Lexapro hasn't worked. Uh, So (laughs) Amethyst Dragon Treasures are mainly going to be gems. They don't really care for coins. They kind of lost interest in coins. They are gem dragons, so why wouldn't they collect gems? That makes sense, right? It's not like I collect skin. That would be weird. So, Are you a skin dragon? Well, no, but I am made of skin. So the amethyst dragon's made You're of amethyst. You're not made right? of skin. Let's be I, clear. Okay. You're not made of skin. Well, I'm covered in it at least. You're made of carbon, my dude. I, well, I was gonna say I don't collect carbon, but there are various things of carbon that we have, I suppose. I'm assuming pencils and carbon fiber. Everything that's also organic in your house. So <laughs> Literally all it, the organic max. things. Anything made of plastic. We're not here to do a science lesson, guys. This is about fantasy, and I want to live in a world where I don't have to think. I'm just saying it's weird to be made of amethyst and be like, I'm going to collect 
amethyst. I mean, they're. I mean, the dragons aren't like made of the stone that they're called after. They're still like a gold dragon's not creatures. solid gold. Sure. They're just sure. that color. That's just the color of the scales. Ex- ex- mm, okay. I think you're confusing scales, but yeah. So dragons are like salmon. They are the color, and that is also their name. But they are not made of. Oh, oh shit! Salmon are made of salmon. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck! They are made of salmon. Please tell us about these dragons. We can't keep doing this. I am so sorry. We could. We haven't chatted in a while. It's been a while since we recorded. So, okay. They collect more stones, gems, stuff like that. They'll collect things that are like silvery or tarnished type thing, like anything kind of reflected in silver. But they like things that like fine books, scrolls, and carved tablets, tabestries, or woven tomes, which are in quotations. Of embroidered cloth, uh, they find they are fond of unique objects and unusual art pieces. So I like to think that Very there's a centric. hipster amethyst dragon somewhere that is definitely commissioning artists all over the world to make art for them. Uh, there are some things that are kind of historically significant that move around, uh, but amethyst dragons are spatial dragons, and so Ooh. the odd spatial nature of an amethyst dragon's layers can sometimes cause items to transpose between one's dragon horde and the horde of the dragon's echo, which I'll cover with their special ability later, what that echo is, allowing for the treasure with a surprising range of origins. Weird. So, uh, cool. Now, that was page 76, 79, excuse me. 76 is where it starts. Uh, 78 is a picture of their lair, so use that when you're setting up stuff. You know, put some traps in there, do some cool shit with it. Uh, then it stops and goes to Black Dragon. So the next page you go to in Fizz Bands starts on page 159 of the Bestiary. And it goes, an Amethyst Dragon's Lair. It is the mightiest of the gem dragons. It starts with an A. It's first. Uh, and it studies, psionically manipulates the fundamental principles of the multiverse from the force of gravity, which is its big thing, to the emanations of the outer planes. Their innate psionics give them the measure of control over how physical law affects them. They defy gravity, because they can fly, uh, and that doesn't rely solely on their great wings. So sometimes they're just like, mm, gravity is a bitch, and they so, tell it to so stop. They, they just Seems- stop gravity and float. They don't have to fly. They just yeah. stop gravity. They just float. They don't have to flap. Flapping is for dumbasses that's, Seems for, that's on, on, for those weird metallic dragons those dumbasses that have to flap uh they also can make amethyst crystals explode Ooh. for reasons yeah. uh they are a royal pur- roy- roy- royal purple that's royal purple that's a lot of r's that's a lot of R's, and I'm bad at English. Uh, so as the dragon grows, their scales, horns, and wings, membranes become more vibrant and translucent. When the dragon is fully mature, their scales resemble rich purple amethyst crystals, refracting light and making an inner glow. Their purple pupils, ooh, their pupils fade with age, making the eye of the ancient dragon resemble glowing white or pale lavender orbs. That would be the most terrifying thing, I think, to see in the dark. Uh, <laughs> crystalline horns reminiscent of amethyst chunks hover above their heads held there by telekinetic force and shifting with their moods what their yeah horn, their, their horns, horns are attached. attached they are not I'm, i would say their horns are probably actual amethyst and they're just floating around their oh. heads so like maybe their horns I'm, like would, trumpets yes exactly they all play sounds yeah but i'm also thinking like when it says they shift by mood i would assume they kind of behave like ears on another mammal that's like particularly dogs with social behavior to show like yeah they do this or cats cats also express with their ears sometimes yeah mainly rage or horses horses are really good with ears yeah horses do a lot of your stuff 
Uh, many amethyst dragons are fascinated with the existence of other worlds in the material plane, and especially the way individual dragons manifest unique echoes across these worlds. They also prize understanding of cosmic forces that emanate from the outer planes, studying the opposing tides of good and evil, chaos and order. So they offer counsel to those with wisdom to accept it. Amethyst dragons place particular attention to the intrusion of the far realm into the material plane. They loathe the corruption that accompanies such intrusions into the world, making them fierce opponents of the far realm and any creature warped by its touch. Strangely, though, they are intrigued and fond of flumps because you can't hate <laughs> flumps. Who um, can hate a flump? Oh. They're so fun. It's they illegal. Pets. I'm sure. These aberrations, which oppose the depredation of mind flayers and other wicked aberrations, remind Amethyst surgeons that allies can be found in the strangest of places. Mm. When in doubt, flump. We should all, all get tattoos cool. of flumps. I mean, Thomas has been really indecisive about what kind of tattoo he wants, so it seems like that's that's the way to go. I wanted to get a tattoo, because dopamine has a ring structure, and I wanted to turn dopamine, because that's the happy the happy uh -huh. neurotransmitter and make the dope the circle the ring structure a d20 and then yeah i can't okay. draw though so so a little variation from the traditional white girl tattoo of caffeine yeah and serotonin. of caffeine and serotonin <laughs> yeah i want a dice on it because dice give me dopamine because i'm a little goblin who likes the little clicky clackies all right I, in addition to thomas wealth, is now I'm googling fluff because he doesn't know i'm what trying to like. remember <laughs> it's so a he... flying pancake yeah, it's like a jellyfish with psychic abilities. Yeah, it makes me think of void fish. They're absurd looking. They are weird, but they are very, very nice most of the time. They can easily be bullied, I can tell you that. <laughs> um, so they do hoard arcana. They prize treasures drawn from different worlds and from the material plane, especially magic items and artwork that highlight the unique nature of different worlds. They say worlds a lot. I feel like they should have been written a little better. Magic items that allow teleportation to travel between planes, spellbooks filled with similar magic and treaties examined to the nature of the multiverse from the centerpiece of an amethyst dragon's hoard. So they're like teleportation, magic, worlds, planes, all that stuff. They're really into moving around a lot. Cool. In their lair, uh, which are in caves, underwater pools by lakes. We already kind of went over that. Mm -hmm. uh, the challenge of a legendary amethyst dragon increases by one where it's encountered in its lair. Otherwise, it's lower. Uh, so they have lair actions because they, they have a lair. That's that's how this shit works, guys. Yep, if you didn't catch the, that. That's how the um, whole I'm sure you all did. happens. Only smart people listen to our podcast. Yeah. Keep that in your hearts. On initiative count 20, where they lose with the tie, like all lair actions, the dragon can take one of the following lair actions. Beguiling whisper. The te dragon telepathically whispers to one creature within range of its telepathy. We'll cover that on the stat block. The creature must succeed on a DC 15 wisdom saving throw or be charmed by the dragon until initiative count 20 on the next round. A creature charmed this way obeys the best of its abilities. Any command the dragon issues that isn't directly harmful to the creature. So it would technically attack its friends, the charmed creature, just not itself because it won't hurt itself. Imprisoning force. The dragon casts the force cage spell which I think is 7th level. It might Ooh. be 6th, but it's probably 7th. Using its spell save DC and requiring no spell components, the spell ends early if the dragon uses this lair action again or dies. Real subtle on that one. Yep. Here's the fun one. Spatial projection. The dragon chooses a space it can fit into within the lair. It exists in its own space and the chosen space simultaneously until initiative count 20 
on the next round. Whenever it moves or takes an action, it chooses which version of itself is moving or acting. If an effect or attack can target both of the dragon spaces at the same time, the dragon is affected only once. So it is simultaneously in two spots. That's all right. Mm. That's fun. So that does that mean two dragons? I mean, kind of, but there's one dragon in two places. It still only gets its one action. Right, right, right. It could just take that action from either place. Yeah. And it's not able to take double damage because you hit it twice. It's weird. Uh, The region surrounding this legendary Amethyst Dragon's Lair is altered by the dragon's magic, creating one or more of the following effects. Background check. This is my favorite because of the way they they named it. Once per day, the dragon can cast Legend Lore spell, requiring no spell components, naming any person, place, or object within one mile of its lair as the spell's subject. So they're kind of fucking nosy. Uh, A mile? A big range. One mile. I mean, that's not too far for like a dragon that could fly. Um, uh, but it's only of its lair. So it's not where the dragon is one mile. It's at its lair specifically. Uh, right, crystal right, right, right. profusion. Amethyst crystals and geodes form along muddy shores and lake beds within six miles of the lair. So you would need some amethyst, harvest them near a dragon. Thriving wildlife, fish and other aquatic beasts reproduce rapidly and thrive in bodies of waters within six miles of its lair. Foraging this water yields twice the amount of food as usual. Hmm. And then lastly, watery sight. Water within six miles of the lair is a conduit for the dragon's psionic presence. As an action, the dragon casts clairvoyance spells requiring no spell components and targeting any body of water in that region. So it can just look at water i'm sure it's snoopy um if it's near the ocean it's spying on like ports and stuff like that so if the dragon basically it's scrying but it can use it's scrying a bottle of water water for scrying and it also makes fish horny it does make fish horny and prolific okay just checking making sure i heard that right yeah, it doubles the population. If the dragon dies, the population of aquatic life near the lair returns to normal levels over the course of 1d10 days. And that's the, a big uh, die-off. If yeah, you're losing half uh, the, the population in 10 days at most, that is a big yeah. old die-off. Every time a dragon dies, the ecosystem has to get fucked within six miles of it. Like, imagine what fish doubling in size. Uh, it also, If it's not in its lair, then that also happens. If it excuse me, if its layer's no longer there, then that also happens, yes. Uh, but it is no, I sorry. The layer is present, yes. If it relocates its layer, then it does not then it does lose the ability. It has to be a layer for this to happen. Okay. That is really roundabout way of saying if it leaves, it's fine. Cause its layer's still there. Yeah. The existing it, abundance it of amethyst remains. Time. Yeah, but new crystals and geodes form at a normal rate, which is probably not very common depending on your geological conditions. Because I'm a special little boy, I am going to use the... Is that in the book? Yes. It okay. says I'm special right here. It might be on a post-it note and I wrote it myself, but damn it, I'm still special. Okay. Um, it is the ancient amethyst dragon. It is typically neutral. Thank you. It is a gargantuan dragon. Parentheses. Gem. As we've already covered. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. It has an AC of 20. Did James type when it got older? Nope. It is state of gym. What is this? A Pokemon? It doesn't evolve into a different type. Uh, hit points. 444. It has a speed of 40 feet, a fly speed of 80 feet, which it can hover, and a swim speed of 40 feet. Uh, its 
strength, con, and intelligence are all plus eight. It's not very dexterous because it's, you know, fucking huge. It's got a plus two to dexterity. Uh, Its wisdom is a plus four and its charisma is a plus six. It has a plus nine to dexterity saving throws, a plus 15 to constitution saving throws, plus 11 to wisdom and a plus 13 to charisma. It's Arcana. So I shouldn't try to fight it. Probably not. (laughs) Um, So for one... It knows everything about magic. A plus 22 to Arcana. Plus 22 it, to Arcana. Plus 22, Arcana. yeah. That's plus insane. 18 to Perception to see shit. Plus 13 to Persuasion. And then plus 9 to Stealth. How the fuck this gargantuan thing hides, I don't know. It is resistant to all force and psychic damage. And it is immune to frightening and being prone. It since is a blind sight of 60 feet, dark vision 120 feet, and a passive perception of 28. <laughs> 28. Nothing sneaking past that. I would say that Dragon is exceptionally tuned to like looking in geodes and seeing things, mm-hmm. and like it will see you do stuff. And it's on, always like, side, doing it. And it's always looking around. Yeah. Well, like, like maybe. In my mind, then, I, I wonder because, okay, if you nat one you disregard all of that stuff, right? Like, if you nat one on a check, your pluses don't count? Isn't that, no. Is that not how nat, that works? Nat ones and crits technically don't count on checks. They don't count on skills. They only count in combat. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you Fine. always have your skill abilities. Okay. Some DMs will play it differently. It yeah. depends. Right. A lot um, of people play it where you still succeed if you get a 20 and you fail if you get a 1, but... yeah. But for most, I would say ones are comically funny. That's how yes, I always roll it. Exactly. But 20 doesn't necessarily mean you automatically succeed, right? Yeah. Like, there is still a DC. You have to meet the DC. Right. right. Yeah, and that's um, because if no, you're trying it, to do some crazy bullshit, that should be impossible, even if you get a 20. Like, sometimes you know, the DM doesn't impossible. have to let you do your yeah. insane, crazy, seemingly impossible bullshit just because you rolled good. Yep. Exactly. Unless he's a good DM. Mm. <laughs> all right just, they are amphibious we all know what that means they breathe water and air uh legendary resistance uh if they fail a saving throw three times per day they can be like mm, you did it i fa- i passed don't lie to me they have multi-attack where they do bite attack and two claws they can do 19 base damage for the bite and it's 2d10 plus eight they do have a plus 15 to attack and a 15 foot reach so mm. a long way it's a neck though so that makes sense uh, they have a plus 15 to hit with a claw, a 10-foot reach, so a little stubbier, uh, and it does 15 damage. Um, hmm. This is their breath attack, and the name of it alone should concern you. Mm-hmm. Singularity breath. Recharge. Oh, God. <laughs> five to six. The dragon creates a shining bead of gravitational force in its mouth, then releases the energy in a 90-foot cone... Each creature in that area must make a DC 23 saving throw on a failed save. uh, Sorry, strength saving throw. On a failed save, the creature takes 63 damage or 14 D8 force damage, and its speed becomes zero until the start of the dragon's next turn. On a successful save, the creature takes half damage and its speed isn't reduced. So it's going to hurt, and you don't have the ability to move. I feel like uh, I feel like the speed should still be cut in half even on a save. I feel like is appropriate for that. I mean a gravitational well, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it's gravity. Like, even if you that's can't the law. move 
Yeah. yeah. Even if you can still well, move, gravity's a theory. You're not getting your full movement in there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they are spellcasters because why the fuck Clearly. not? Yeah. Uh, they are psionic spellcasters. Uh, they require no spell components and they use intelligence as their spell casting ability. It is a DC 23 for their saves, a plus 15 oh. to hit with spell attacks. Uh, they know once per day each blink control water to spell magic, freedom of movement, glove of invulnerability, plane shift, protection from evil and good, sending. Sending is a third level spell, but it's at the end of the list. Oh, it's in alphabetical order. Ignore me. All right. Okay. They have bonus actions, which is change shape. The dragon magically transforms in any creature that is medium or smaller while retaining its game statistics other than its size. The transformation ends if the dragon reduces zero hit points or uses a bonus action to end it. The cre- uh, and then lastly, they have Psychic Step. The dragon t- magically teleports to an unoccupied space that it could see within 60 feet. Oh, now, but it's like a Misty Step, but farther. Yes. Now, legendary actions. Wait, wait. What? What is the CR of this thing? Did you skip that? Oh, I did. Um, they know one language is common and draconic, and they have a telepathy up to 120 feet. Okay. They have a 23 CR. That's a big. That's a big CR. Or 24 if they're in their lair. Well, yeah. It's yeah. worth 50,000 experience. Well, yeah. No one uses that. Yeah, that's a lot. Okay. <laughs> uh. The dragon can take three legendary actions, choosing from the option below. Only one legendary action option can be used at a time uh, and used at the end of this creature's turn. The dragon remains spent legendary actions, blah, blah, blah. Got that. They can make a claw attack for one point. For two actions, they can use a psychic step or spell casting. And for three actions, they can make a crystal explode. The dragon spits an amethyst that explodes at a point it can see within... 60 feet of it each creature within 120 or excuse me a 20 foot radius jeez 120 foot radius everyone's dead <laughs> centered I was on gonna that say point, the, do- the the dragon would have to dodge it yeah 20 feet radius sphere centered on that point must succeed on a 20 dc 23 dexterity save or take 18 or 48 force damage and be knocked prone so they are ready to blow shit up and try and kill you yeah, but you said that costs three legendary actions, so they're yeah, only they can that only use once that once per round. Yeah, that's Correct. once per round is still a, yeah pretty brutal. Yeah, so they lose that extra claw attack, but they do get to do quite a bit of damage with an explosion, and it's an area of effect attack versus claws and stuff. So I think when the thing with dragons is yes, their breath usually is large, but if you're not up close and personal with them. I mean, they can move, obviously, but bite and claw are generally one targets at a time, right? So they can be limited to more, more things. Given magic, though, obviously that's different, but there weren't really many attack spells for them. They're more, you know, insightful spatial things. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. I find this dragon to be very cool. Um, how I would use it. Kind of say, hey, who are you going to sick this on? What? Since you so asked. You talked earlier about echoes. Was that the thing where it can be in two things that splices at once? Yes. It has the ability to be between 60 feet of something else. I would say um, it it could be an interesting thing. They are neutral. So you've got to sway them one way or another. I could see a dragon being very important in terms of a um, 
like gatekeeper to other worlds. Oh yeah. And I think it would be cool. This is way overdoing it. Don't an ancient dragon would be the only one capable of doing this, but as a gatekeeper, it could use like amethyst portals to go to other realms or other planes as necessary, just so it can easily access them if it wants to, to like secure things or check them out or find more treasure. Um, I like the idea of um, like the geodes being a big thing. Amethyst geodes being all over the place and like pockets and everything. I played Minecraft recently and geodes are a thing in there and it's pretty nifty. Highly ah. recommend. Uh, but you can see things that reflect in it. And I like to kind of incorporate that into the dragon's uh, perception. Like they, they look at glist glistens, everything. Like there is a reflective surface to these to a degree. Let's say they're probably pretty polished. I'm sure the dragon polishes them as much mm -hmm. as they polish their floating magic ass horns. Uh, but I could see ancient wise. I mean, you really got to fuck up to fight one of these, right? CR 23, like the caps 20. So why are you fighting it is my question. But the, what I'm thinking is these guys would be, a, the party would approach it and be like, Hey, we either need to go somewhere and we need a magical teleportation item, or they've just stumbled across a cave on accident and maybe it's empty. You can kind of play it how you want. Um, there's this, uh, scene in, I want to say it's campaign two of critical role. Uh, it's Travis Willingham's character. He plays fuel forward and, uh, he touches a space on a stained glass map. Like he touches a single point on the map and it teleports him to that location. And I could see like these amethyst. If you hit like one specific angle towards it, you can see another plane and with, an arcana check or something you can use that as a gate and clearly this creature is really good at arcana so you can use this as like a teleportation ability since they're really good with spatial information but when it comes to combat with them i could see them using the crystals to kind of detonate them at random i would probably spice it up give them the same ability of a legendary action but have crystal shards over places that they don't actually have to spit out they could just like force them to detonate in their space it just kind of adds a little more flavor you're not overdoing the damage you still have the same amount of damage it still takes the same legendary actions but you can do that um they seem to be really intelligent so if you're seeking magical knowledge particularly about gravity gravity or something like that that'd be a good thing or spatial yeah gravity travel. or spatial i would recommend um as if you're doing a Let's say I go back to Critical Role. That's the most content I've consumed in a while for that stuff. They are Matt Mercer invented a gravitational magic and like spatial magic or time magic, a chronomancy and graviturgy, I want to say is what they're called. Um, I would see this would be an interesting source for that type of magic. So yeah. whether you're like a draconic wizard or something along draconic sorcerer using these spells, you could get those from an amethyst type dragon. That's the reason to seek this person out. The magic is lost and you have to go plead this dragon for that ability. And they'll do it if you're like convincing enough that you don't have to fight them. But you have to be kind of willing to get in there and talk to them about it and prove your worth. And it might be, me personally, I would say, OK, I'll teach you a specific gravitational or something spell. You have to survive in this plane and find something for me. Like I, I always do fetch quest. I feel bad doing that. That's kind of my <laughs> shtick, I guess. Mm -hmm. if, I, if you're tired of fetch quest, 
I don't know, give us a suggestion of something else. But I would say like you have to send them to another plane and they have to survive. And then that portal will open up in a specific time. And if they don't make it back in time, they're not worthy of the dragon's magic. Fine. And they could send you anywhere. It doesn't necessarily have to be a terrible plane like Pandemonium or like at the ninth level of hell, but you could send them to like the fire plane or something along that lines, the wind plane. You could also send them to somewhere on the material plane that's fairly dangerous, like near a volcano or whatever, or something that they've kind of planned out. They're smart. They're going to plan something out. So that's how I'd use these things. I think you can use these crystals to advantage. Um, it doesn't seem like they care about their crystals, more gems in general. So if you're just harvesting geodes, doesn't sound like they give a shit about it. So just take all the rocks you want. Um, it sounds like they could be take the place of a deity just about to, especially to lower level characters where it's like, there's this deity that you can actually consult with in person but, I mean, it's one of these dragons, but, like, you cannot touch this. Do not g try to go your murder hobo ways on this yeah, guy. I find it's best not to murder hobo with any ancient dragon uh, or Tarrasque. Um, You really need to be prepared for that, so don't, don't fuck around with that one. Um, so, yeah, that's a good thing. I really like this dragon. I think it's a very interesting twist. I've seen... Color, uh, colored dragons chromatic dragons and metallic dragons for a long time this is nice i don't remember them in 3e i did play three and a half but i think we stuck with like chromatic dragons for that one it's been a while from that i mean i was in like eighth grade so yeah. <laughs> right uh with that what you got for our magic item yeah so we're sticking with um fitzban's treasury of dragons for this Fizzbands. Fizz the, there's no T in yeah. there. Fizz it's bands. not like the. I've mispronounced soda. it. Yeah, or Fitz and the Tantrums. Yeah, Fitz Ooh, and the Tantrums is what I was thinking. Fizz he did bands. solo as Fitz, though, if you're interested. Fizzy Binnies. <laughs> so Fizzy Binnies. Um, going to page 24 for the Potion of Dragon's Majesty. Um, this is a potion, obviously, as it's called. What? Potion of Dragon's Majesty. Yep. Yep. No way. Oh, uh, it's a legendary potion. Yes. This potion looks like liquid gold uh, with a single scale from a chromatic, gem, or metallic dragon suspended in it. When you drink this potion, you transform into an adult dragon of the same kind as the dragon the scale came from. The transformation lasts for one hour. Any equipment you are wearing or carrying melds into your new form or falls to the ground. You get to pick that. Uh, for the duration, you use the game statistics of the adult dragon instead of your own, but you do retain your languages, personality, and memories. So you don't become a dragon, you just become you in dragon form. Um, you can't use a dragon's change shape or its legendary or lair actions. That's fucking bonkers. Like, it's still pretty cool. I think, I think it would be kind of fun, though, if you transformed into a dragon that, it, it says you retain your personality and memories. I feel like you should definitely have to take on some of the, uh, character traits of whatever dragon you transformed into. Like, yeah. Everyone's seems... automatically a hoarder as a dragon. Like, there's yeah. no way around it. Right. But, like, oh, if you turn into a black dragon, 
right? That was the the bad chromatic one we covered. Yeah, you're mm, you're gonna tend towards some uh, some some evil. evil shit. Yeah, yeah. I think it's kind of a will save to kind of over resist those things. They do say they give not will, excuse me, wisdom. Will oh, okay. <laughs> um, my bad. That's, that's 3.5e good good will saving. Okay. Yeah. Uh, good will hunting and good will saving. Yeah. Uh, so they, um, I like this potion uh, because you can do some weird shit. Uh, I would say it. What what tier is it? What is it like rare? What's the tier? Legend, of it? Legendary. Legendary. Okay, so yeah, I mean you're a, you're an adult dragon. That makes sense. Uh, I think it would be interesting to have like the players collecting j- uh, scales from dragons, and then when they're finally level enough to use their alchemical kit to make one of these, they get to go fucking wild. Oh, that because that would be insane. interesting to me. Yeah. Now there are limitations, <laughs> right? They they need the components for it. It's a legendary, yeah. so it just it does you can't just soak a scale in water, right? Although yeah. that would be hilarious if that's all it was at level seventeen. Your knowledge is like you just have to set it, let it soak for twenty four hours. Right, right. L- like the beans mm. before cooking them. Yep, soak your beans, wash so your hot. beans, wash your rice. Don't forget to wash your rice. Um, Very important. Don't forget to season your rice too. Hush. Oh, <laughs> season your rice. Yeah. I forgot to season the rice tonight. It's a whole thing. <laughs> wow. Uh, in addition, um, I think this is a good way. It's legendary, so you're going to have to be high level. That makes sense because it's a very legendary thing for like uh, druids to be able to do this. So druids can do this. Very similar things. Almost the exact same description of a wild-shaped moon druid is they can turn into a dragon at like level 17. Uh, this is better than polymorph though, because polymorph gives you all the stats, right? Uh-huh. So polymorph, you like, I polymorph them into a fish. They are a fish. They are not smart. They are a fish. Ah, uh, gotcha. but in this case, cause you get the stats of that creature. You have some mentality around you. Like you can understand and things, but in most cases you cannot communicate very well. Uh, yeah. this is very common. The druid keeps yeah, the mental back. But a dragon, I mean, a dragon's pretty smart. So it, agreed. Yeah, I think they're very smart for sure. You have common sense, you can speak and all that stuff, but it's it's a higher level tier than like polymorph. And I don't even think you can polymorph into a dragon because it's not a beast. It's a um I don't think they're beasts. They're not beasts. So yeah, they're their own group of I things. I think they're their own thing, yeah. I don't know. I, you know but, what uh, would help? I, I feel like also you might eh, I don't know. It it says it looks like liquid gold. In my mind, I you would you might have to pass a, a slight constitution check to be able to drink and swallow something that's like liquid gold. Yeah, that's yeah, that's weird. I was like, you can dissolve it in acid pretty easily. <laughs> it just, it I guess, is. it just looks like liquid gold. Maybe it doesn't have the consistency yeah. of liquid gold. <laughs> As I that... always ask with potions, is it pulpy? Is it pulpy? Mm-hmm. I mean, it has a dragon scale in it. I would consider I that. A Does pulp. the scale break down over time to make it pulpy? I don't know. Does the carrot? Is it keratin based? We're asking the very important questions. Yeah, very, very important. important. Um, all right. So we got a magic item. We got that. What's our tip for today? What do you got? What you got? What question wise? I thought we were going to ask Adrian something. Yeah, Adrian, I have a question for you. What's that? Am I gonna know the answer to it? When are you gonna start your campaign? You promised. (laughs) We're all very busy people. What is that? I said we're all very busy people. Do you have time to to participate in a campaign? That's. I mean, I'm free most weekends. I did spend two weeks in a row in New Mexico, which was 
very humbly on this. <laughs> yes, it is. I can bring a micro. I could bring a microphone, but I didn't prepare. Uh, and I also dried out like a goddamn raisin out there. So uh, that was fun. It was wonderful, wasn't it? It was so fun. And the worst part is, is now, I don't know if they were there before. I don't think they were. There are signs all over town for Albuquerque, New Mexico. <laughs> like, I see, like, In take Austin, a vacation. Texas? Yes. Now I have to be tormented by it. I will say they did have a lot of air balloons, which was pretty cool. I oh, looked up like things part, to yeah. do while I was there before. And it's like balloon museum. I was like, that seems stupid. But it is actually air balloons and not like latex or oh, Ted Lar yeah. balloons. So yeah. if you're ever thinking about it, um, there's a balloon museum. They have a uh, like I'm doing this. This episode sponsored by Albuquerque, New Mexico tourism. Uh, <laughs> you should check out in October. I mean- Adrian's hometown has an annual balloon festival too, so I think a lot I of do. places have that. Th- yeah, it's really dangerous depending on if, if you do it right. Um well, ballooning in general is saw a Red Bull video this week of them having a like s- half pipe skate thing suspended under a hot air balloon and a guy actually I guess he was BMX biking. He was riding a BMX yeah, he bike in a little he... skate park suspended from, from a hot air balloon. A hot air balloon. It was they're just they're insane. They're insane. They anyway. are. It's Red Bull though. That's kind of their shtick. Yes. Yeah, that's why we. I hope that deep. dude had a um uh, had a parachute for accidents. Uh, there was a pretty good like railing around the edge. Like he would have had to really mess up. I mean, but I'm sure he was also wearing a parachute and or a tether. Bun- yeah, that's true. Um, alrighty, so. Yeah, when starting a campaign, we've already talked about that before in the yeah. past. Um, yeah, I, I'm gonna do it uh, um, soon. I find <laughs> when it comes to something like this, scheduling is important to do it really far in advance when you're trying to start something. Yeah, that way you have it blocked in their calendar and you remind them every now and then so they don't yes. accidentally schedule something on the same day. Um, yeah. That you also given, need your you've own. given yourself a deadline. And you need your own milestones, though. Yep, exactly. So, yeah, but let this be encouragement for all those listening. If you haven't written something, get out there and write it. Uh, make your own campaign. Force your friends to sit around a table with snacks. It's fun. Trust us. Well, um, see, what we did instead was we started a campaign of Clank Legacy. <laughs> So, but I can't play the, Clank Legacy from here, guys. No, no, you can't. Uh, yeah, There's stickers. Be. There's so many sticker sheets. Legacy games are fun. They are fun. Free plug for Legacy games. Clank Legacy, and, Pandemic and, Legacy. I have and played that Clank. Too. Also, just plug for Clank. It's sold out everywhere, as far as I can tell. But if you can get your hands on it, super fun game. Yes, very, very on theme for D and D. I mean, yeah. Um, if you can get the cat that screams and wakes the dragon up, do it. That's Fluffy. my favorite That's character. Adrian's favorite. I love to play Mr. Yeah. Whiskers. Mr. Whiskers, not Fluffy. Yeah. Mr. Whiskers. Mr. Whiskers, my favorite thing to do was while everyone's still in the, if I got my stuff early and I had Mr. Whiskers, I would grab my shit and leave the dun- the dungeon of and then I would, would make Mr. Whiskers wake up the dragon while everyone's underground. Yeah. So they risk death and I win by default. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alrighty, okay. we got a tip. Top, what other content you got? On top of all the other wrecks, we've we've made a lot of wrecks already tonight. But I, in this segment, we call consume. Consume. Content. 
Yeah. Um, I've been listening I'm... to a new D and D podcast. That is the primary form of media I consume at this point. Um, and so I want to recommend join the party. They have just started their third campaign. I have not gone back and listened to the old ones. Um, this is a new find for me. Um, but they are playing. It's just a very unique setting. They are playing a sort of pirate themed campaign. Um, all of the player characters are green folk, and so they are either insect or plant inspired things. Um, one of them is a butterfly, one of them is a tea bush, and one of them is a pawpaw fruit, which if you are in Missouri like we are, you'll know a pawpaw is this weird amalgamation of like a banana and a mango. It's very good. I'm I'm in Missouri as well. Uh, I did not know that's what a pawpaw fruit was. You ate Texas one. Have I'm them sure too. I did. Texas has pawpaws. I've never seen a pawpaw until the farmer's market here. But, I'm pretty certain we have them, but I don't remember. Uh, I don't go to farmer's yeah. markets. I don't go to the grocery store. Is that where that raccoon's name came from, too? Pawpaw? No, that's a different thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, they play classes out of Valda Spire of Secrets. And so they're, like, sharpshooters, and one of them is a bomber. Like, his thing is he throws bombs at things. Uh, the tea bush is a tea witch, which is very cute. Um, it's just really cute and cozy and funny and so if you need a new podcast if your list is not to, long enough like if the ours. six you already listened to isn't enough and you're like me and you can fit another one in there uh look at join the party that's what i got nice well uh where can you find us on the interwebs sometimes if one of us is there instagram the Grammy Gram. We're not on Twitter anymore. That place is a shit show. <laughs> I mean, the... I think the page still exists, but I, I don't go on there. I, I have to say that we set the we example set... for NPR yes. for getting off of Twitter. Yeah. Right? We started the trend to dump Twitter. <laughs> We're an inspiration. <laughs> Before Elon even bought it, we knew Twitter was on the way out. So, <laughs> I mean, And it's it not because I never figured reports. out how to use it. Yeah, um, yeah, so we're on Instagram. You can send me messages, comment on the... We got some interaction. Stolen memes. Yeah, shout out to the one guy who messaged me and said this is an interaction. Thank uh, you. Do you have their name? I do. I mean the Instagram has it. Let yes. me find it. Well, that would... Yeah. Someone... Come someone... Uh, Come on. Spend time. What's the word for that? Shout there's out a, to... There's a word for that. Interacting? engaged know. are you looking for engaged no where you like just talk and fill dead time oh, oh she's oh. wanting us to fill this space oh while she's with content okay how so, do i see my messages on instagram i don't know i've never looked at instagram in my life <laughs> um well shout out to that person you know who you are because you did it and Shout out. I'm not even going to. This isn't oh, really a shout out. To Adam. Oh, we found it. Here we go. Okay. Go for it. Adam. Shout out to Adam. Thank oh. you, Adam, for interacting with us. I'm not going to leave you. last names off just for privacy sake. Privacy. You could always see it in the. Is it message or is it a comment? No. On there? She mess- he messaged. It's a, it's a message. Thank you for that. We appreciate yes. you, Adam. Here's your shout you out. Did. You deserve it. Um, do it again and we'll probably do it again. Every episode could be brought to you by Adam's shout out if you do it. Fuck yep. it. That'll do it. Engagement. <laughs> drive the numbers. Um, the only thing I don't want engagement do from is bot accounts that keep telling us to put it on this stupid promoted on this thing. I think it's 
bullshit. But yeah, it's a bot. with that, let's say goodbye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye guys. <laughs>